0: Chumba com. No purchase necessary. DW Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.
1: Today's sponsor is audible.com. Who has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products? Get a free audiobook of your choice at www.audiblechild.com slash shark. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Movies, Films, and Flicks podcast. I'm your host, John Lasso. Joining me, as always, are my co-hosts, Mark Offmeyer.
2: In space, no one can hear you scream, except for Rick. Hey, man, would you keep it down? Rick has very sensitive hearing, apparently. Like, Rick, like Rick. you know, you're getting attacked, yeah. you know? And Rick, he's watching his shows, mm-hmm. and he's just annoyed that you're being attacked in space.
1: He's like that guy, he's like your downstairs neighbor who's always complaining about everything.
2: Yeah, and like, <laughs> in in space, if Rick doesn't care that you're screaming, yeah, are, are you really screaming? It's just
1: like, I don't know why he volunteered to go. Oh, he volunteered to go into space because he thought he'd get away from all the noise. But we, once he got into space, it just became magnified
2: tenfold. Yeah, n- noise all <laughs> the time. Uh, and to be totally honest with you, if you get sucked out in a space, the least of your worries is like someone hearing you scream.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that like the wouldn't that be the worst superpower to have? Just be have to have like super sense of hearing. It's like oh, you would be... just you would hear everything all the time. Right
2: and I, I don't want to hear a lot of things that people say about me too.
1: Well, it's not even just like what people are saying, it's just like just the bodily noises that like most people don't even notice. It's just like the, <laughs> the gurgling and just kind of the farting and just kind of uh, maybe some bubbling going on.
2: I would have to move to space. Ugh. I'd have to like I'd have to <laughs> Martian myself,
1: <laughs>
2: just so I don't have to hear that. If I hear people gum smacking from like two yard, two uh, two hundred yards away, I would die. Oh, you hate gum smacking? I freak out.
1: Actually, it's not just gum smacking, it's just chewing food very loudly.
2: Someone's in the sit next to me today like chewing <laughs> chips really loudly. I'm yeah. like, "Chips are loud enough when you're just chewing on them. Why do you have to smack chips?"
1: So was he smacking them? Like
2: Yeah, they're doing like the roll. Oh. I almost lost it. It must oh, have been they crunchy chips. The, the team call today was pretty rough. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: was like, "What are you doing?
2: <laughs> Stop smacking chips."
1: Yeah. Uh John Lemigod, what would your uh, preferred superpower be?
2: I don't know, but if I was screaming in space, I'd really hope that someone did hear me because I'm screaming for a reason, aren't I? Unless I just like stub my toe on some space rubble. Like, no, but- then I guess, like, no one needs to hear that. Oh. Like, I'm he- hearing literally, like, when you get sucked out into space. Like, in your car, people can hear you scream. Probably. But and, and, you know what I mean? But if you're out in space with no suit, you're frozen. Out in space. So you, you get, like, those three seconds to scream. Yep, and Rick won't care.
1: Rick, because he hears it all the time. He's like, yeah. oh, I think not another but, one. I
2: mean, look, Rick was a jerk in high school. He was a jerk in college. He's a jerk. now. that's why Rick doesn't care. Yeah, a, a a little like,
1: bit fair, Rick is kind of, he just, he's had to put over a lot of sh- you know, a lot of crap, just hearing all this stuff all the time.
2: I mean, yeah, like, if you're in movies and you're in space, like, you, you, you're done, but uh-huh. somehow Rick keeps living <laughs>
1: Rick can never go to a movie theater because uh, he would never be able to enjoy the movie.
2: Oh, he would hate it.
1: People munching on the popcorn, slurping the
2: sodas. Oh, gosh. Rick! Rick's not a fan. No. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh Well, guys, uh, well, before we uh, get into the middle of things, uh, did anybody see the new trailer for It? Right.
2: Oh, of course.
1: Yeah. it's uh, It kind of set the internet kind of ablaze. I mean, I knew I knew it was coming, but I didn't know it was going to get that much hype, you know?
2: I mean, well, you know what it is. It's just people, a bunch of people our age are just, like, super hyped about it. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, 30-somethings grew up with that movie.
1: Yeah. And 30-somethings are the ones that's just, like, uh, they're the ones that charge social media and just, like, all these websites and blogs. So, yeah, I guess that would make sense. There'd be a lot of hype.
2: Yeah. And, like, when I heard about it, I was like, oh, crap. What do you guys think of the trailer? I haven't watched it yet. I thought oh, okay. the trailer looked good, to be honest. I mean, but now it, aren't, aren't we so easily fooled sometimes by a well-crafted trailer? But that said, the trailer looks very good to me. It does. Oh, man. There's some really creepy stuff in there. They kind of sample the styling that isn't necessarily unique to Sinister, but it's the only thing I can think of right now. But, like, they had some unique uh, things in it that may feel a little familiar, but I didn't feel like I'd seen it before. I don't know. I don't know how to put it. With all the horror movies I watch, when I see anything that strikes me as different in a trailer, I'm excited.
1: I think it's supposed to be a more faithful adaptation of the, uh, of the novel from what I read. I've never read it. So I couldn't tell you if the original movie was or was not, you know, the original
2: movie had some limitations outside of, uh, director or writer's interpretation because the original movie was a TV movie. So already it had a lot of limitations. Yeah.
1: I know Stephen King hated Stanley Kubrick's The Shining.
2: Yeah. And well, St- Stanley Kubrick took shots at him too, like that scene where he uh, had that one VW bug flipped, like the yellow one, and then Jack Nicholson was driving the red one or vice versa. Yeah. Like, I have a question, guys. When you're being chased by a clown, no one can hear you honk.
1: Honk honk. <laughs> <sighs> All right.
2: Maybe they'll make it to it part four and it'll be like leprechaun in space. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it in space. (laughs) Pennywise? Yeah, that's terrible. Pennywise in space? (laughs) Oh, that'd be worse. A killer clown in space?
1: No, they already made that
2: movie.
1: Yeah, they already made that movie.
2: Oh, yeah, killer clowns from outer space? Yeah.
1: (laughs) All right, uh, I think now's a good time to start the podcast like we usually do with listener questions. Mark, I think you have some listener questions for us this week.
2: Yep, this one comes from Will, and he asks... What will be the better Alien movie, Life or Alien Covenant?
1: Now, good you've seen Life, right?
2: Well, yeah, but I haven't seen Alien Covenant, um, okay. so <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make me any wiser. I, I really loved, loved, loved Life, but I mean, I, I've seen someone even title a review of it as Lifeless because there's almost... No plot beyond the one sentence premise, but I think the characters were great, and I thought that the tension was fantastic. And I would, I was nervous that whole movie, and that's a really fun sensation into can, these movies. Can I ask you something, Love and Good? Yeah, if Ryan Reynolds was not in it, what would it, would it still be good? Yes, because
1: oh. you still got the Yelin
2: Hall. Oh yeah, Yeah, I I won't explain why because it would it would be spoiler rich to explain why. But I'll just say like, yeah, I mean, I would have gone to see that movie just for just for Ryan Reynolds. But also, I would have seen it just because I can't say his name. The guy from Sunshine and Extant, yeah, and The Last Samurai, yeah. Like I would have seen it for him because he's in a lot of interesting, edgy sci fi stuff, and he's. Pretty awesome. And Jake Gyllenhaal is pretty good. Uh, I, I like him a lot. I, I might have just seen it for him or just because there's an alien killing people, to be honest. So it, I was excited that Reynolds was in it, but that didn't really affect how was, I, I How was the,
1: in the uh, alien in the movie, John?
2: I thought it was really, really, really cool. Really? Wow. Um. I, I, I don't want to talk about it because they did a good job not showing a lot in the trailers. And anyone who thinks they showed a lot in the trailers, let me just assure you, there really was a whole lot more. They did not really spoil anything. For me, I guess, when it comes to good looking people being murdered by alien creatures, I think I'm more, I'm going to watch life for sure, but I'm more excited for Covenant because. It's like Ridley Scott made Prometheus, and now he's making like a complete 180 and doing Alien Covenant. So I have no idea what it's about. I know it's rated R. I know it's going to be bloody. I know it's going to be Alien action. I'm not sure if it's going to be good. Like this is more question marks for me. Like life seems like a fair bet for like a good night's watch, but I'm more curious about Covenant. So you know how like you and I both kind of love Prometheus despite its – storytelling and writing maelstrom yeah okay well so prometheus was still loaded loaded low loaded substance right mm-hmm. like there was substance to that life has no substance gotcha it got, to put it better than that it's like, like the it's like the delicious brownie of movies yeah. it, it is it's just it's very satisfying it's just like you don't you don't leave saying oh man like you know they they went Copernicus and flew too close to the sun. It's really like, yeah, these guys are just doing something and then this alien started chasing them around. (laughs) It's it's about as simple as Tucker and Dale, but without the complexity of Tucker and Dale thinking the kids are committing suicide. Like, it's it's really simple. (laughs) These astronauts
0: are killing themselves!
1: (laughs) Well, now I want to see that movie. (laughs) Tucker Tucker and Dale versus uh, aliens.
2: Ooh. (laughs) <laughs> dude I, I, I i'm in i will watch if it has tucker and dale in the title and god forbid they cast the same two actors like i'll watch anything they do they can pull an abbott and costello and go versus the Wolfman. i'm in oh you know maybe
1: netflix needs to like uh finance a tucker and dale sequel of some sort why oh, not
2: please give them a series and have them fight a different like set of bad things in every episode. They can so, become Van Helsing's.
1: Okay, so the first movie it was like uh the slasher flick kinda villains, right? Yeah. The second one could be sci fi aliens. The third one could be um uh zombies, Tucker and Dale versus zombies. Or vampires. I mean, you can make, like, a million movies, actually.
2: But really, I'll watch them all. I'll buy them all. I swear. I will kickstart produce them. I'll throw $5,000 at them if they'll give me an investment. Associate producer. There we go. Oh, man.
1: So I think that's the final answer, right? Just uh, Netflix, finance, more Tucker and Dale movies.
2: And we're the associate producers. Yes. Wait, Mark. So, <laughs> Mark, you brought up that, like what you were excited about for covenant like what what's your impression from the trailer of life having not seen it it looks like a snickers bar it did as a yeah. snickers bar nice. <laughs> it's nice snickers bar of sci-fi horror films <laughs> you know some peanuts in there it's kind of healthy you know yeah. like it's not totally devoid of good stuff but it sure. also has some cheap chocolate sure but it's marketed really well and it has great cheekbones. It's a, great, it's a lot of great... I mean, Rebecca Ferguson. Like, those cheekbones, like, if she fell into a wall, like, she would cut right through it. She could ice skate on her cheekbones. Hey-o. That's how she saved Tom Cruise. She literally ice skates on her cheekbones.
1: <laughs> it's like, no, she didn't fall. She just... That's how she skates.
2: Right. Just crushing it. angel of the ice. <laughs> She would like if she did a ring too fast, she would sink. She, she could like, perform the whoa. Iron Lotus.
1: She's going for a triple
2: Lindy. <laughs> you know, on those movies where like they use those things to cut glass, like in perfect circles. Yeah, like she just uses her cheekbones. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she just like walks up to it, just like uh. Yeah. And uh, anyway, I think that was uh, I think uh, Mark, I think you have the topic. <laughs> for today. yeah
2: we've really like <laughs> foreshadowed everything yeah. uh, for what's coming on so basically this this podcast is uh so i wrote a post the other day about five moments where space cinematic space travel isn't terrible uh in this podcast i just kind of wanted to focus on why cinematic space travel and how terrible it is now don't get me wrong like i understand that i could go right now and walk to the grocery store and it could turn out pretty miserably I mean, Lewis and Clark, on their journey west, that was not a fun journey. I'm pretty certain the people who flew the first airplane were miserable. Like, you can hurt yourself. Everything can be terrible everywhere. But the issue I have with cinematic movies in space, it's like you're on an airplane you crash. Cool. But if this is like a movie in space, you're crashing on an airplane, an alien attacks you, and then you fly into the sun. Like, if you think about that movie Alien, Right. This guy gets a face hugger on him. They think he's dead. Then he's okay, right? And then an alien explodes from his chest, wrecks their dinner, right? Then they have to deal. Then they cut it, and then it bleeds acid. Like, Ew. space cinematic space travel is terrible. Like, I just watched Passengers. I mean, it was really boring. But, <laughs> like, the guy gets locked out of a thing, and then he's like, I'm bored, and I'm growing a beard, and then I'm going to wake this lady up, basically kill her, and then... uh the ships and then the ship's gonna break down. It's like, Jesus, come on. Like, and then and then like Lawrence Fishburne's gonna pop up and something bad happens. Like Event Horizon. You know, yeah. hey, there's a beacon. Let's go find it. We are chasing our lost ship. We're in hell. Yeah. Um <laughs> like like in Star Wars, too, like they land into a cat they they go through a terrible asteroid field. They think they're hiding, they're inside a worm's belly. Ugh. Cinematic space travel is terrible all right and like i get (laughs) movies like on trains like if you're in a movie aside from before sunrise and you're on a train it's gonna be terrible from rush with love etc etc unstoppable like train journeys are not fun in movies either but well source code and train to busan were okay Oh, gosh! It wasn't okay like, for the
1: characters, yeah.
2: <laughs> but like not the movies themselves, but like I get that there's a lot of parallels. but I just cinematic like every movie about space, aside from maybe a few, like the Martians pleasant, but he's stuck like it's just it's just terrible there was sure. he was the first man to colonize Mars because he grew potatoes, but it did suck for him. I mean, he's just eating potatoes all day. That's awful. Was it any kind of ketchup packets listening to disco? You know, like he's working all day. He can't (laughs) stop. Nope. Like you can't relax on Mars. I've never seen a movie where people chill on Mars. (laughs) Ghosts of Mars.
1: Yeah.
2: Right. There's maybe maybe total recall before he like hit the atmosphere. Yeah. And then there, and then everyone starts breathing heavy. Like you can't relax on Mars. No, Mars is bad. In fact, there's so many bad Mar- Red Planet mission to Mars Ghosts of Mars Life was about something from Mars Yeah, and and like think about it, this is more dogpiling Ghosts of Mars, right? You're you're at Mars. It's already terrible,
1: mm-hmm.
2: right? And then a bunch of zombies attack, and you can't even hear what they're saying. And they're those stupid pierce zombies with like when do zombies have time to pierce their faces? That was a big cast too on that, dude. Hey, like, wasn't Jason Statham in that? Am I yeah. nuts? Yeah, Jason Statham. Nat- and, like Ice <laughs> Tea or Ice Cube, I mean, and like Natasha Henstridge. Am I making this up? No, Is no. It- Jason Statham, Dustin Hoffman, Emma Thompson. You say <laughs> No, not stop. You're, you're Helen Mirren,
1: <laughs> Robert De Niro,
2: Robert De Niro, Al uh, like,
1: Pacino. Just
2: mixed, like Calendar Girls, Love Actually, and Ghosts of Mars. Oh my goodness,
1: Peter O'Toole. <laughs> Kirk Douglas.
2: <laughs> oh, Peter O'Toole. Yeah. Spartacus. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, just Mars in general is horrible. And then, th- all right. So, guys, I want to talk about this movie real quick Sunshine, right? Ooh, I think ooh. it's one of the most underrated. I mean, actually, us film nerds love it, but it's one of the most underrated movies. Mm-hmm. But they're going to, like, reignite a sun that's dying. That's terrible. They're, like, in this place. They're always wrestling. They're always sweaty. Like, it's decent, right? Yeah. However, once they get to, like, this spaceship, there's a zombie guy. Like, a all powerful dude hunting them. And then the sun attacks them. It's just, like, it's it, horrible. It's just kind of you know, weird. The, like, the, the way I see it, there's, there's about four categories of things that the protagonists are fighting in uh, a bad space film um, experience. And it's classic mechanical problems, Ugh. actual aliens, space madness, and then interstellar-related uh, environment, like the sun burning up the Earth, uh, the earth is dying and therefore we need to leave meteors, et cetera. So like kind of like the ecology of the universe, right? Sunshine mixes too. It gives us the sun is burning out. We need to go save it. And we're dealing with the mechanical problems on the way. And Oh, by the way, space madness on top of that for this monstrous, burnt out guy. Who's always out of focus. Cause he's so hideously burnt and ugly, like something out of the event horizon. So it's like, it mixes like so many dimensions of the evils that, these movies face. Yeah. Like like, I get, if you're on like a boat journey, like if you were Columbus, you weren't, you weren't happy, (laughs) but like at least Columbus just had to deal with like everyday stuff. Like they didn't have to deal with a terribly scarred out of focus guy murdering you.
1: Scurvy.
2: You gotta watch out for those terribly scarred out-of-focus guys. Then there were those terribly scarred out-of-focus victims from the Event Horizon clip scenes of hell. Yeah, exactly. Like, like I mean, out-of-focus, terribly burned-scarred people, like, plague space, evidently. Just... Yeah. <laughs> so I started thinking about, like, moments where space travel was, was pleasant. You came up with five moments. Yeah. <laughs> I, like that I like that they're moments, by the way. They're basically fractions of scenes. <laughs> like, yeah, a lot of space, man. Like, and space balls are running out of air, but I found a good scene where, like, I would love this. Like, on Spaceballs, right? You can drink coffee, right? You can watch movies, and you can check out the radar at the same time. I always drink coffee when I watch radar. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you're watching a movie. Like it's really ahead of its time. Cause it's now. And you're just drinking coffee. That's too hot. So like, even the example I found. Isn't great because you burn your mouth. You know what's happening, you know, and you have to lie about watching radar, <laughs> 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 you know, like, and he's surrounded by assholes. They can't find shit in the desert. You know what I'm saying? Even if you have a nice Mercedes, you get a guy named Barf in it. Look, that's all way less stressful, though, than having Ed Harris dump a bunch of implements on a table and say, this is all they have in the Apollo 13. We need to fix their air filter. Yeah, it's true. Or they'll all die. Yeah, they were, like, floating around the moon, cold. It's a good character study, Apollo 13. (laughs) Like, even true stories are terrible. (laughs)
1: Ugh. <laughs> it, ah. it just feels like we haven't mastered the art of space travel yet.
2: Yeah, in movies, like I think they just want to kill people. Yeah, you know, even when you you had mentioned in that article the Guardians of the Galaxy scene where Chris Pratt is kind of doing like the the dance off against the, the antagonist, but I mean, he was doing that to save the galaxy. See. Yeah. Like it wasn't just a friendly dance off. And like even in the beginning when he was dancing, like he was kicking lizards, he was jumping over crevasses full of creatures, like he was getting chased by bounty hunters. Yeah, like he was having some fun, but it was still terrible. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, it was so pleasant. He was making the best of a dire situation. Yeah, I, I, he yeah, was yeah. he was making his volleyball Wilson. Ooh, is what he was doing. And like, then I started thinking about other fun moments. Like, remember in Star Wars, when uh, they were playing in the first one, A New Hope, when they're playing that Dejarik chess game, C three PO R two D two against Chewbacca. And then uh, yeah, C three PO. They they're lucky to put their arms. Yeah, like and then R2D2 wins and then they're like, you can't enjoy it because Chewbacca going to kill you. So you have to lose every game. Yeah, I mean, luckily, luckily the movie was PG. So like, ha ha. Normally he'd rip off an arm, but we're like, it's C3PO and we love him. So it didn't happen. It's- he, you can't even relax. <laughs> and, then, and then when he's like fighting that space ball, Luke, when he has that helmet, he can't. He has a blaster helmet on. He can't see anything. <laughs> he has a lightsaber and he's getting shot by an orb. That can be bad. And, like, what if he swings to the left? Your head's coming off. What if he had an itch? What if a bee landed on his neck? Yeah, exactly. Like, his his head's coming off. I mean, I don't know if there are space bees out there, but there's probably something like that that can land on your neck. So you're on the spaceship. You're on the bees. You're on the spaceship. You are the bees you are on the spaceship you can not beat the Wookiee. There's a dude with a lightsaber running around, and an entire fleet's chasing you. Sounds dangerous. It's not fun. (laughs) <laughs> and there's probably some maintenance you always have to do on the Millennium Falcon. Like, you're always tinkering. You're always hitting something with a large wrench.
1: Yeah, it was always breaking <laughs> down, right? There's always something that's just like, you know. Yeah. Like, plus, you had, you, like know, a, you had a big Wookiee doing maintenance on it. I'm pretty sure, like, you know, he's not the most nimble <laughs> of mechanics.
2: Yeah, you're right. And you don't want to have a Wookiee weld.
1: No, no.
2: Like that, that would burn his fur.
1: Yeah, it just, it's just—it's a safety hazard of the highest order.
2: Like, I want to see a sign that like no welding for Wookies, <laughs> right?
1: Just a Wookiee's no face
2: Wookie on the I wonder if Wookiees hate escalators. <laughs> Ooh, it's dangerous. <laughs> it's like always having a shoelace untied if you're a Wookiee. After train to Busan, Korean commuters hate escalators. Oh my gosh, I love that scene. <laughs> the only thing that could have made that worse if that was in space. Ugh. I don't know. But yeah, so I mean, like, I don't like even funny movies like Galaxy Quest, right? Like, it's comedy, but it's terrible. Oh, yeah, they are legit trying to prevent genocide of a peaceful, happy, friendly species. Like, (laughs) it's it's kind of brutal in theme. You're being chased by cute monsters that want to eat you. There's rocks. There's Sam Rockwell dancing. I mean, that's like the only good part. (laughs) But he doesn't really dance much in that movie, so I can't even say it. I don't yeah, know. that was a cute movie, though. I like that. And then the little cute miners turned out to be little vicious man-eating things. Yeah, like cute things are evil. Actually, most movies do that with aliens, like Evolution. Yep. <laughs> cute alien, and that's the worst. Like, I just want to hug a cute alien. Like, think Prometheus. Prometheus, that alien wasn't even cute, and that guy got lit up by it. Yeah, I mean, if aliens were all living on Earth in mass, as like kind of uh what's the word like silent cell kind of spy kind of things they should just take the form of kittens because they they'd be able to kill us all they took the form of kittens well you know what animal they are now are they sloths yes (laughs) aliens are secretly sloths waiting sloths don't even look like they're from this world anyway if they were that slow they'd all be dead that is a snake-like furred mammal. It doesn't even make sense that In it shares those space, characters.
1: They're actually really fast.
2: Just... <laughs> yeah. Well, they swim pretty quick.
1: Maybe it's just like Earth's gravity is just too much. That's why like uh they're just, oh! that's why they move so slow, but when they get to space, you get to see their true nature.
2: <laughs> Dude, they are from Pandora. Yes. <laughs> that's why. Because the gravity is like whatever it was, like Seven tenths, I don't remember, but either way, the gravity was lower on Pandora. That's why you had the giant people, whatever, and in S- S- Scott Lang or uh is that his name? Scott Lang. Scott Lang. And Stephen Lang is like bench pressing eight hundred pounds on you know to try and stand shape to not atrophy. Yeah, that's what's going on. Yeah, they're from they're from Pandora. They're from like the home tree. And like, you know what else is stupid? Let's say you're traveling. And you have to travel with Giovanna Rabisi and Stephen Scott Lang. Stephen Lang? K.D. Lang? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is K.D. Lang going to sing to you as you take off? You're like, hey, I'm going to this peaceful country full of green people with this beautiful tree. Wait, we got to destroy it? Like, I don't want to be on a, you know, I don't want to be on a spaceship with a bunch of fascists. Yeah, a bunch of fascists who need to get unobtainable unobtainium. Like like just drill under the tree how many sequels are we gonna get of that is it like four or yeah, five s- five sequels the avatar like i'm gonna dot how, how is he a vampire how long does he plan to live because i don't even know if i'll live to see all these <laughs> it's been a long time since part one i'm just saying i bet it still holds up part one was from last decade yeah we're late in this decade We haven't seen a part two. He's like, yeah, I'm going to have like 89 sequels. I'm like, are you going to live to do this? I mean, I'm excited for him. I'm excited for his newfound vampirism. I agree. I think it's cool. He should avoid beaches. He should avoid beach. Oh, wait, beaches. Because he's a vampire and he'll burn up and die. Oh, is that from my song? (laughs) You never heard that song of mine? No, I don't know what we're talking about. I was in a band called the Brewskis. Uh, when I was in college, and we had a, we had a song called the, "A Vampire Drank My Blood and She Got Drunk." Oh, I remember you mentioned <laughs> that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, wait, a vampire drank my blood and she got drunk. Went down to the waterfront. And fuck. Song came up. She burned alive. Never gonna find a more prepared thighs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, time to work on them. Yeah. Exactly. You, no. you know, we we haven't mentioned one of the movies on your list, and it's actually a, a movie that I really really loved. It was. uh you really liked one of the scenes in Flight of the Navigator. Oh, it was great. Like, that's probably the most pleasant scene of any space travel movie ever. That was a Disney movie, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Or, like, you know, like Amblin, Disney. Uh, but there's a scene, right, where he's just jamming out to Beach Boys. He's underage. He's driving a spaceship. He's dancing with – he's teaching a monster how to dance. And he's singing Beach Boys. I, I, so I watched that clip of that scene and how, like, he says – hey, you know, whatever robotic alien who owns this ship, why don't you look for radio frequencies that sound like my music? And so he's like, and it's like, oh, like some classic opera. And he's like, no, no, that's not music. I'm just thinking, like, this alien's going to go home and give a report at some point. Like, and evidently he's going to think classical music is some kind of military attack measure. (laughs) I'm telling you, man, Beach Boys... You can't go wrong with Beach Boys. Right. That was such a fun scene though, when they were and he's like the aliens bob and its robotic head back and forth and the cute little uh, creatures in that alien menagerie that you know, like we're kind of dancing along.
1: Yeah. That
2: was a really what a what a great movie. What a happy moment.
1: Sure. Well I think on that happy note, I think now's a good time to take a break. Um that usually never happens, actually. Because we usually go to break on a very sour or angry yeah. note
2: just dour we're normally screaming at each other yeah about (laughs) brisket or something
1: i don't know so let's uh let's just enjoy the moment and uh yeah we'll see you guys in a little bit
2: when i say pod you say pie wait a minute wait a minute (laughs) whoa whoa what's going on take your headphones off real quick okay sorry
1: John, what the hell is this? Oh, uh, I don't know. Robert invited me over. Yeah, I don't no know. Idea.
2: This is kind of awkward. Are yeah. we doing like a promo or something? I don't know. I wish he would put, put on his pants though. Yeah, it's, he's, he's like dancing around. He's talking about Shark Dropper. I, I think he's looking for the baby oil. <laughs> Anyways, Robert, Robert, what are we doing? Huh? What are we doing? What was that? What are we I can put my headphones back on? Yeah. Oh, we're doing a promo for uh, Shark Dropper. Oh, okay. That podcast we do that has improv and we just talk about our daily lives. Oh, and that's stuff. true. Yeah.
1: I still wish you'd find your pants. Where can
2: definitely. I find it? <laughs> Oh, wait, wait, are we supposed to wear a podcast? SharkDriver.com. Shortstop time.
1: Welcome back to Movies, Films, and Flicks. Uh, Yeah. Okay. We're back from break. Uh, This is actually the second time we've tried to come back from break. (laughs) Just due to technical
2: difficulties. We got a storm brewing. We got bridges collapsing. And Rick. Rick. Rick.
1: He's just—he's uh, like over. He's just like up in space, just yep. listening to everything we uh, say and do, and,
2: it, and not caring.
1: No, that's the thing. Like, uh, he just doesn't care at all. You know,
2: but he cares enough to listen, but he doesn't care enough to care.
1: It's like Rick's hearing is so good; he can hear your internal thoughts. You know, he can—he <laughs> hears your deepest worries, your deepest fears, and Rick is just like, "I don't care."
2: No. So- <laughs> When I really, really have to fart and I hold it in and And it has that little internal kind of, like, he hears that. Yeah, he knows.
1: Rick is just like, dude, I'm trying to watch Homeland here.
2: Keep it down. But he (laughs) hears it from, like, Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) In space. Sure.
1: (laughs) All right, Mark, I think you have another listening question for us.
2: This one might as well have been from Rick. All right, we'll see. So some news came out the other day. News that listeners to uh, faithful listeners of our podcast will realize is the bane of my existence. <laughs> and, uh, you know, on Facebook, my buddy Bryce sent me a message. I got, a, I got some other texts, but this was the first one that came in. It was a text message, and uh, it said, Hey, Mark, did you see this? And attached was a link to the Maniac Cop remake that Nicholas Winden-Ruffin's doing. Oh. So, yes, I saw it, and I'm not going to watch it, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I didn't know uh, Refn was was doing a remake of that movie. That was news to me.
2: Yeah, but you know what? Like, I might just watch the Maniac Cop two. Oh, okay. Just so I can say I haven't still watched the first one, even though I saw the second one. I mean, so I mean that, that that's got three movies. It's got a 2008 short film and now an upcoming remake. Like, it's got a lot going on. Like, and I, I'm not going to watch any of it. <laughs> The guy, it's a cop with a big head, acting like a maniac, killing gang members, speaking slowly, overacting. I don't want it. Hmm. I I want it, and I haven't even seen Maniac Cops since probably eighth grade. I mean, I love Nicholas Winden Refn. I'm an apologist. I love Neon Demon. But I think this, I mean, I guess it's topical, Maniac, Cop, whatever. I don't know, whatever. But I don't want to see it because it might be close to the original, and which means I've seen it. Yeah. But you won't know if it's close to the original. But my bit will be wrecked if I watch it. <laughs> this is a bit. Oh, man. You know, many podcasters dream of having a bit like this. <laughs> of, like, of like a year-long heckle. <laughs> yeah. And I'm getting messages from a lot of people now telling me about this Maniac copy make. I don't, I don't care, guys. I'm going to change my phone number. Like, I'm excited. I mean, and, and by the way, if for some reason it ever turns out there's another Movies Films and Flicks podcast that's, like, a year older than ours and so we have to change our name, you could change it to the I'm Still Not Watching Maniac Cop podcast. I'll never watch it. <laughs> the only way I'll ever be able to watch it is if like, I'm in, a, if I'm in like, a barber shop and it's on the TV behind me. You know what I mean? All right, I'm just going to tell you cuz I mean, I'm just going to do my normal behavior and that's that when the movie's coming out, I'm going to like watch a movie every couple weeks until I've seen all the other maniac cop movies before I see the remake which I'll see. And then I'll keep asking you if you've seen it so we can do a maniac cop podcast cuz that's what I do. I'll happily do a maniac cop podcast. I'm just not going to watch it. I'll make up the plot. All right. <laughs> maybe be better than the movie. Cop alien in him, evil, maniac, kills people, dead, sequel. <laughs> you just described the movie "The Hidden," yep Ooh, with Colin right. McLaughlin.: I mean, that's every movie
1: With Kyle McLaughlin.
2: If you break down all the <laughs> Kyle McLaughlin movies, <laughs> yeah. same thing. Wow yep. we're,
1: we're, we're really digging
2: deep here in movies on the likes.: I mean we're going deep into Kyle McLaughlin films,
1: Yeah, because no one else will.
2: I mean, I think yeah. I mean, listen, Twin Peaks, sure. You know, Kyle McLaughlin. yeah, Maniac Cop, there Showgirls, two thousand six, yeah, pool scene.
1: <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> there's a common thread if you look if you pull deep enough. <laughs>
2: yep, deep deep blue sea. I remember him dying in that. It's like Deep, deep Rising. Was <laughs> <laughs> he in Deep Rising? Uh, the Deep Blue Sea. in too deep i'm not watching maniac cop so stop sending me these messages you (laughs) bastards
1: so is that the final answer
2: (laughs) yeah rick yeah rick (laughs) he cares enough to shoot me that sure sure.
1: (laughs) i think he knew it would get your goat
2: he's like (laughs) he does it too and he's here he's listening to me right now
1: oh yeah Rick, you bastard sure like he doesn't like need to describe this. He's to us.
2: standing behind you in the dark corner of your room as we record this podcast. Yep. Laughing.
1: <laughs> <sighs> All right. Uh thank you for those wonderful listener questions. Uh not you, Rick. You know the reason why. Uh right. Mark, I think uh it's time to continue the topic.
2: Space travel was terrible before we were even Engaging in space travel. Wait, 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 hold on. Do you mean like before we as like humans on Earth in reality were engaging in space travel? 1903, a trip to the moon. A rocket shoots in the moon's eye. The people get off. They're harassed by these stupid things. People die. It's a horrible trip and then they come back. So So, Apollo 18 is the true story about that. Yes so 1903 a trip to the moon was later remade as Apollo 18 the incredible true story of the <laughs> Apollo 18 mission about two found footage uh, astronauts who pick up rocks and are harassed rock, rock spiders and are harassed by said rocks the diseases I mean like they like I don't even get it Give me back them rocks. Hey, was was that um, was that Johnny Depp movie, The Astronaut's Wife? Did he go to Mars or did he go to the moon? I don't care, but he goes to space. I had that in my notes. He definitely goes to space. Yeah, so he goes to space, comes back, he's a jerk. Fantastic Four, they go into space. They come back jerks. Basically, you go to space, you get something funky, you come back. A jerk. I mean, yeah, we, gets- so, we get some space rocks, they come back. Species, Oh my gosh. A rock spider would be the worst because you could throw the rock. You could hit somebody with said rock and then it becomes a spider. (laughs) And clings to their face and gives them like a black vein disease. Oh goodness. And like, you know what I don't get? Whenever we go to space, like we're always terrorized. But whenever aliens come to Earth, they're always the jerks. They're terrorizing us. In other words, we always get terrorized. Yeah, and, like, so basically, like, we're perfect. But when we go to other planets, like, you know, like, we're just, like, movies would make us believe that, like, we're just not safe anywhere. Pitch Black. That's terrible luck. I mean, you're not safe unless you're standing between Vin Diesel, or between the alien and Vin Diesel. (laughs) Like, you're, like, you crash land on a planet with a killer and a jerky bounty hunter, and then it it randomly turns dark, and creatures kill you. Pandorum. Oh, that that one's rough. That's a mechanical problem movie that turns into a false alien movie. Were there aliens in there? No, no, it's just that it it comes off that way before you know that the people evolved in the chambers to the new atmosphere. And because when we first encounter the creatures we don't know that they're the humans. Oh. So when you first encountered them, they seem like these crazy alien creatures, and the real thing was that they crashed onto that planet, it compromised the ship, and their pods were designed for them to evolve to their new atmosphere, but their new atmosphere became the crash-landing planet's atmosphere, which is why they became these, like, invulnerable aliens, evidently. Where you could, like, hit, hit them in the head with a, an axe and, like, they just get a scuff. Oof. But either way, it a weird movie. Yeah. But and Space Madness. And there was Space Madness. Yeah, so not only do you have these creatures, but then you're space mad. Like, that, that pulled the sunshine where you had technical difficulties and Space Madness. And even though there wasn't actually an alien in either, there may as well have been an evil alien. Yep. And then like look at Star Trek. The latest movies. Not the awesome one with the whale that's in my post, that's happy. But like they always show up and get destroyed. Their ship always gets destroyed. I would not want to be on Captain Kirk's ship. <laughs> hey, what happened to Captain Kirk's last eight ships? Destroyed. Huh. You know that's what I mean? why that's why he insists on wearing a gold shirt. He's like, I'm getting out of this alive. And then yeah, exactly. And then you <laughs> rope a report. There's this beautiful space movie. They get eaten by a creature. Yep. I mean yep. an Arctic space creature, by the way, which makes me think of the Wampa from episode from Star Wars, and it makes me think of the uh also the creature in the second Star Trek movie or the first, where he goes and sees Future Spock. Oh yeah, and the thing chases I, him. Yeah, so they're, they're like, every time there's an ice planet in a space movie, there's a specialized Arctic monster, period, the end. There always is. And, like, when they travel to, like, another thing in Stargate, it seems okay. But then that person comes down, they have to battle a person. Then they had to battle Oscar Isaac Apocalypse, basically. (laughs) And, like, uh, Fifth Element, there's a big black orb trying to kill the world. Like, you can't have a nice space cruise. Listen, to some opera. You get attacked, dude. I, I think that that's the orb that the event horizon went to because that orb was pretty heinous. And like, like even good movies that aren't about like aliens, like Interstellar. He his years went by when seconds went by on that planet. That was trippy. Like, if I'm a if I'm a fictional character, someone goes, "Hey, Mark." You want to go to Mars? I'm going. No. No. Like, are you afraid of journeys? I mean, no. (laughs) I'm I'm afraid of pierced zombies. Yeah. I'm afraid of Val Kilmer. I'm afraid of Tom Sizemore. As you should be. I'm afraid of Tim Robbins. (laughs) What was the name of their little cute robot that had like a a, a human name? I remember. Wait, which one? So on on. Red Planet, Val Kilmer was the technician that had this rover robot that was kind of a quadruped, and it had a name, and it had some AI. And then it it, it panicked on the Red Planet and reprogrammed and decided that they were enemies, and it was trying to kill them. And it had, like, like an anthropomorphic name. Like, like it wasn't Steve. It was, like, it might have been, like, I don't know, Kimberly or something. I'm just making up a name. Rick? (laughs) But, but I mean everything was going wrong like the robots were turning against them like and like all these space movies they have terrible titles right Star Trek Into Darkness right then you got The Last Days on Mars Supernova then you have Lost in Space Pitch Black like this all sounds terrible. Yeah,
1: has it? Do you think it's kind of skewed because space is just kind of a natural setting for horror movies and also suspense movies?
2: I mean, it's great setting.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to think of like a happy movie that takes place in space, and I can't can't think of it.
2: Space Camp. Mm.
1: It does Does Wall-E count? Because they were. Kind of happy, I guess, or just like kind of,
2: it gets really depressing though because he gets on that ship with all the fat people, yeah. Like, that's a really pessimistic viewpoint, sure. And then, doesn't it almost crash and he has to save it?
1: Never mind, I guess Wally was a terrible example. (laughs) <laughs> oh man this is tough i'm trying to think of like a good space
2: traveling type. i movie. didn't see the last mimsy maybe that was positive the last mimsy <laughs> yeah it was about some kids that find some little alien they go out into space or something oh maybe I had, I had a big budget i i, I never saw i don't know. I, I know nothing Wait, about it. earth to echo that's a different one. Oh. Armageddon? Yeah, one wasn't very happy. A lot of people died in that. Deep Impact? That yep. came out the same year, I yeah. think, too. That was like two years, or two movies in one year, about meteors threatening the destruction of the Earth. 2001? That doesn't end well. Nope. Hal was a jerk. That's what happened. Skynet and Hal and, yeah. and, and Eagle Eye, whatever her name was, that computer. These computers are jerks. Yeah, and like starship troopers damn bugs like Mm -hmm. why did they just leave the bugs alone because they were flinging asteroids at earth oh yeah it's a good point asteroids come into play like if, if we didn't have these meteor meteor asteroids whatever like life would be a lot easier if we didn't have bugs that shot asteroids out their butts I mean, think about it, in, in, in Starship Troopers, at least, I don't know about the book, but in the movie, like, the fight's already going on, right? The war against the bugs, it already exists. It's just life. But all I can infer as to how it all originated, based only on the movie, again, not reading the book, is that the bugs had colonized a nearby planet with an asteroid belt and were somehow flinging asteroids at Earth. What a bunch of dicks. It's a pretty weak premise when you think about it. I'd be so pissed.
0: How are they flinging asteroids?
2: Out their butts.
0: (laughs) I don't understand.
2: Wait, they're shooting them out their butts, right? (laughs) No, for an actual asteroid belt around a planet. And they were flinging them like a slingshot. I don't understand. Wait, weren't they shooting stuff out their butts too at the ships? Yeah, but they were barely leaving the atmosphere. Oh. Mm. They were just like mortars. Big anal butt mortars. Butt mortars, <laughs> Jesus! Big anal. Butt. Wait, that's kind of re- that, uh, anal butt. <laughs> I don't know. It's <laughs> just it sounded funny. No, I like it. It just <laughs> threw me off. I, I was just freestyling, man. I was <laughs> doing my M thing. Why you got a rain on it? I was, I was just doing my word poetry. If it's just fly the Concord, sometimes when I freestyle, I lose confidence. <laughs> um, or, like, even movies where that sound great, like Serenity. Like, that sounds peaceful. It's not. Mm-hmm. That was basically Ghosts on Mars. And like, Yeah, I mean, they, they get attacked by Ravagers. They're always working on their stupid ship. Like, a lot of people are dying. Like, it's not... There's nothing pleasant about being up there. You, you no. mentioned working on the ship, too. You mentioned the Millennium Falcon. It, it's like, if you get the equivalent of a flat tire in space, it's potentially Deadly because then it's like oh we're going to run out of oxygen or oh this is all we're drifting and we have no control. like the equivalent of a flat tire which is an inconvenience in the first world with a AAA card or honestly even without a AAA card it, it, it's potentially catastrophic uh, a rock hitting your windshield and cracking your windshield on Earth. It just makes you shake your fist at the inconvenience.,. Uh, rubber, 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 rubber. But, but this happening in space, where you hit some space debris, it's like, holy Christ! This is you know, applying pressure, we're losing oxygen, or I don't know, like, like all these little things that aren't big problems on Earth become horrendously deadly in space. Yeah, and also think about it like this: remember Mad Max: Fury Road? They're on the run from the War Boys. And they just get killed, right? If they get caught, a lot of these people just got murdered and died. But in Serenity, if those Ravagers caught them, they would have been tortured and eaten. Ugh. That's not nice. Wait, Lockout it was kind of fun for uh, the space travel. He goes to that prison and just cracks wise the whole time. Was that the moon? Was that a moon prison? It a space station prison. Space station prison, a Death Star. But he seemed to be enjoying himself. <laughs> I mean, none of it was pleasant because he had to rescue the president's daughter from a space station. Was that Maggie Grace? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was not convincing. I mean, like, that, that movie is a pr- whatever. <laughs> whatever. It was fun. <laughs> I like Lost. I don't know. I know I've talked about this before, but Lost in Space. Mm. Just. <sighs> Did they have Matt LeBlanc in it? Yeah. 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 yeah that's fair. I feel like it'd be really easy to get lost in space. Yeah, it's, it's pretty big out there I mean, it's You take a left When you should have taken a right You're not finding your way back Well, it's three-dimensional So the, there really isn't just a left Yeah, exactly So imagine growing up And you're like Yeah, take a left at the uh, Orion's Belt And you're like Wait, which way is that? You no, know it, it, Like that's Yeah, it's a horrible Navigating in space has got to be awful God. It's terrible This is why, you know, this is why the map maker in Prometheus got lost, even though he was in a really basic setting. He's so used to thinking about space that he basically just went cross-eyed at the simplicity of being (laughs) in a cave. Oh, man. I think I just solved that, by the way. I think you did. It's like, it's like when Rain Man can count 276 toothpicks that fell on the ground, but he can't do a basic rationalization of other things. Just saying. Oh. I've, so, always, I've always wanted to defend that guy. I still don't know why that biologist tried to touch the hissing cobra alien thing. But. Yeah, it wasn't even adorable. No, it was. It made a hissing sound, and nowhere in nature is that a good thing. If a kitten hisses at you, you'll get scratched. You know, like in space, you run in straight lines when something's rolling towards you in a straight line. Yeah, and in space, no one can hear you scream, but we all hear the cobra alien hissing. Stay away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What do you think, Laz? What, what what are some movies where there's nice space travel? I've been trying to think of that for the
1: past hour. <laughs> I just can't come up with well, anything. You know,
2: until a poor South African guy ruined it for the wealthy, I'll bet Elysium. <laughs> well, like, uh, do you remember like a... Their- their gravity-controlled, like astroturf luxury lifestyle, and then some poor guy who wanted a life came and ruined it for everybody. and opened up the world to healthcare. <laughs>
1: Actually, do, do you guys remember like the uh, the original Star Trek movie? Or, like at uh, the beginning, when the uh, the Enterprise is slowly coming out of that uh, that ship building base or whatever. Yeah, I just imagine like if you were on the Enterprise at that time, like that must have been nice. Just like slowly, just Navigating your way out of that base. That must have been nice.
2: That'd have been pleasant. Yeah, that might have been pleasant. Like I mean that'd have been a good moment.
1: Yeah, until like, you know, things go haywire later on. But uh yeah. You know, I think okay. for that little moment it would have been very
2: pleasant. Enjoyable. Sure. And like what about the journey that Luke took with R2 on this in uh, Empire Strikes Back? Oh yeah.
1: They're they going to they
2: pro-
1: Go to Dagobah. Right.
2: And, like, you know, aside from the landing, they probably had some good talks. Sure.
1: It was just like they were just like uh, in the X-Wing, just like uh, on cruise control. That must have
2: been, been pleasant. It's kind of rocking out. Sure. Speaking sure. of cruise control, Oblivion was no cakewalk of space. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't fun. No, no. Uh, uh, AI, they crash a spaceship Don't they drive like a spaceship into like Don't they get stuck in a spaceship?
1: Um. Uh,
2: yeah Something like that Wait, wait guys The journey back On Independence Day when Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum Were just smoking cigars Oh yeah Well, but that's after they spent two weeks Thinking they were continuously going to die Yeah but <laughs> Yeah, you're right Okay. I mean that that scene I completely agree. But they really thought they were just going to die forever. They thought yeah, the world was going to end. It's definitely just a sliver of space travel. I mean, then you have these like these innocuous space missions like Okay, so Sunshine, they were trying to save the planet. and They didn't even know if it would work, right? It was just theoretical. Uh, Passengers, right? All those humans were going to another world, whatever, to start a new life, you know, because resources are diminishing elsewhere in the galaxy. So there's kind of something at stake, even though the movie was not focusing on that. Solaris. Was there even anything at stake in Solaris when George Clooney or that other actor in the original got space madness and ended up getting everyone killed? I, don't I think like there was was there anything at stake? I don't think so. I feel like it was just a research mission. And he's just like, I'm gonna go nuts and make sure that everyone on us ends up dying. Sounds about right. Because I have space madness, because I saw Ren and Stimpy. Space madness is the worst. It is, man. Space Madness made the crazy, out-of-focus, zombie, weird, scarred guy in Sunshine. (laughs) I mean, someone may argue, oh, no, John, that was because of his irrepressible sun addiction. I don't know. Space Madness. I'm just saying it's Space Madness. It's all Space Madness. Starman? No, that's about a dude chilling after crashing. Dude, I mean, even The Last Starfighter basically took someone's love for video games and put them in a deadly situation. And then there's Enemy Mine. That wasn't pleasant. Oh, that mine was full of enemies. That was not yeah. a mine. <laughs> That's the worst. That's like a, the, the the scent. That that movie, by the way, though, Enemy Mine, I think is amazing. Like, oh, I yeah. think it's an amazing sci-fi movie. And look at Planet of the Apes. Oh, that what, you know, that's one of the best premises. By the way, we sent the alien. You know that we sent the chimp into space, and then the, or the chimps plural went into space. This is what happened. Like that's super cool. Not cool for the humans who went later, like poor Charlton Heston and whatever. And then he be- basically became an apist racist, right? After he went there and they imprisoned him or whatever, even though they were the prisoners originally. Ooh, there's but, a lot of social. But they they called him ugly though. It's all a matter of perspective. I, I mean, they're pretty blunt about it. Yeah. Sure. Then there's Life Force. Oh, amazing movie. Toby Hooper's epic. Just, but then yeah, this is angry space vampire killing you. <laughs> but she was not angry. Inside. I don't know. Yeah. I think she held it in. Sure. It could, could could be could be like a little closet rage. Yeah. <laughs> I, we don't really know how many people she needed to life drain to survive. We just knew that she kept draining people. So yeah. She space goes. travel's terrible, guys. Sure. So that
1: that's the consensus. Just don't ever go in space, either in yeah. movies or in real life.
2: I mean, there's nothing up there. Sure. What? Can- like really the the actual real danger of going into space like if you ignore all the movies is so great that regardless of cost if they were like john you're such an awesome whatever entomologist we're gonna invite you on the space mission i'd be like "Ah, i think i'm gonna say no wait no if you're if you're an entomologist and they invite you on a space mission i'd be like why okay i'm sorry John.
1: Starship we, troopers.
2: Yeah. i well, Hold on. Let me back up. Like, John, we had a secret lottery and we were going to bring one civilian on the space mission, you know, chosen by the president, whatever, I don't know, and I'd still be like, I don't know. I want to go. It sounds dangerous. Yeah. They, want you get it. they want you to be the entomologist up there getting eaten. Space is dangerous, man. I would... All right. You know what would happen? And I hate this, but if you went to space... I'm predicting a big a big uh butt bomb would blow you up by a bug. A bug a, a bug <clears throat> a, a bug butt bomb. There you go. A bug butt blob. I mean, I think you would find peace with that. Sure. Well, I hope it would be painless and I just incinerate them. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz right. if I if I if I am maimed by a big butt blob whatever... Like, I, I think that my life would be miserable after that. <laughs> I mean, it would be a good story. Like, it was half incinerated? No, you just got some burns right. Like, you used to have a couple of ace bandages around your arms. Ace bandages? In the movie, when a guy was holding up his arm and the bug sprayed his arm, like, his arm just, like, melted in front of him. So they had spray, too. I mean, it was that. It was, it was like, the, the, they basically were shitting magma. And, like, all these aliens in science fiction movies, like, the aliens have that extra tongue. And acid blood. Like, there's always something... Like, uh, the Ravagers are cannibals. Like, why can't there just be, like, a space wolf? It's got to be, like, a space wolf with acid blood. Well, even a space wolf is still a wolf. How about, like, a space kitten? Like, it's just something that really needs to be cuddled to survive. No, I'm just saying, like, every monster has, like, six facets that are terrible. Oh, yeah. They're they're, they're all vicious. It's... It's, well, Alien also kind of set that precedent, too. Like, when Alien came out, I'm saying this is with zero research, I'm just assuming, but it's like, in Alien, those things had, like, so many facets about them. And what was there before? Before it was just, like, I don't know, a a Gorn throwing a rock at Bill Shatner. It was very simple before that. Yeah. Sure. You know, or on the other side, the parasitic, no, even the seti-eel parasite that goes into your brain was 1982 it was after alien so yeah like i think the alien kind of really spun the wheels for future filmmakers and creature creators to all right like what 89 ways are we going to make this thing a killing machine <laughs> sure. yeah yeah
1: all right guys i think that does it for a podcast all Right.
2: <laughs> i'm not complaining about the killing machine aliens but it's sure. a good point that you made that yeah Uh, like they're all like immune to 89 things and with blood that gives you cancer oh gosh
1: (laughs) uh before we sign off are there any plugs you want to make guys?
2: i got a quick one the the nerdy bitches podcast they, they they keep giving kind shout outs to us and so does the last knock hosted by crash palace so you know thanks to them Uh, I think it's a nice little podcasting community that happens in the world of, you know, a shared theme like movies or horror. And it's kind of fun being a part of it. Listen to someone else's podcast and then you hear them, you know, mention yours.
1: Yeah. Did you guys ever read that on your article? I shared on Facebook.
2: Yeah. (laughs) About about 250 million (laughs) podcasts are struggling to find a guest for Monday.
1: Oh, that was so good.
2: I'm still bummed. Your, I'm still bummed your cousin
1: couldn't make it. Uh, he had like uh, he had to host two podcasts, so just, <laughs> uh, it, it was it
2: was not going to happen. He All was right. hosting one <laughs> and guesting on the other at the same time.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's just everybody's got a podcast.
2: <laughs>
1: All right, guys, for my co-host Mark Hoffman hmm. okay. <laughs> and John Lemongood. I have been your host, John Lawson. Thank you so much for listening, and
2: stop texting Rick. We'll see you guys next time. seconds to shark drop. Five, four, three, two, one. Drop the shark. Go, go, go. This podcast is a Shark Dropper
0: Studios production.